I was uh, going to preach this morning on the personal indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and I was going to talk about angels and like how they work and what they are, and, but then Spencer told me to talk about this, so I thought I would just scrap all that stuff and, uh, and talk about Christian dating. Uh, I, a couple weeks ago, I asked uh, one, of, one or two of our teenagers, I just said, what are the steps of dating? Uh, what does that look like? What are the steps there? And, and they said, well, you, first you like each other. You know, you like each other. And then uh, they said, then you start like talking or texting. And then uh, I think they kind of remember this conversation. And they said, well, then you texting. And then there's like, uh, well, there's, um, you might like go on a date or like go to a game together or something. And then, and they just kind of, if I sat here and told you all of the steps to their thing, we'd be here all day. Okay. Uh, so I'm not even going to begin to tell you all the different steps that they come up with. Back in my day, it was just like, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? They said, yeah, sweet, you know, and then we move on. Uh, but there's a lot more steps in that process nowadays. Uh, our world will tell us what dating means. And a lot of times, these are the things that we come up with. We've got dating and talking and texting and snapping. And then there's things that we're familiar with. A lot of us, girlfriend and boyfriend, going steady, we're going out. Um, and even some more here recently, uh, we've got, well, we're just sleeping together. It's a common thing for that, that people do in our world today. And then there's also friends with benefits, and that's another thing that's a pretty common thing in our world today. Those last two uh, are sadly becoming more and more popular. Uh, there's also things that I didn't even put up here that I'm sure you've heard on TV shows or you've seen in movies or even music that you listen to. Uh, and one of those things, cohabitating. I mean, people are living together before they're married, and they have no plan on getting married. They're just living together, and they're uh, acting as if they're married, and they are never, and they are not married. And we have all of these different things and different ideas, and I'm telling you this because you may not recognize it, you may not realize it, but anytime any couple in any TV show or any movie are dating, it's assumed that they're having sex. That's, a, that's normal. It doesn't matter if it's the first date. It doesn't matter if they're texting or talking. It doesn't matter how old they are. If there is ever a time where there is a couple in any movie or any TV show, it seems like that couple is having sex. So when we talk about what does it mean to be dating, we see a range of things that people talk about. We see a range, there's boyfriend, girlfriend, courting, going out, going steady, boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, sleeping together, friends with benefits. I've even heard the phrase, I'm sliding in her DMs, which is kind of like saying, I'm private messaging her and seeing if she's interested in me. There's really more that I'd rather not even get into that we could talk about. And although there is no, like, here's the scripture on dating, there are a lot of principles that we can talk about, and we can apply that scripture into our dating uh, lifestyles. Well, we're going to talk a lot about different ways that we can improve dating lives and improve the relationships that we already have along the way. There's no scripture like we have, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. There's no scripture like that about dating, but there are different principles and different ideas. One of them, uh, Stuart just read, 
there's different principles that can help us in our dating lives. And we're going to talk about that this morning. The first thing that I want to talk about is uh, what we kind of touched on earlier, but there's no real definition of what it means to be dating. What does it mean to be dating? What does it mean to be boyfriend and girlfriend? What are the assumptions that we make about people that are boyfriend and girlfriend? A lot of times we talk about this with an app. Uh, you know, we swap right, right? A lot of the younger people probably know exactly what that is. Uh, there's apps that you get on. Uh, uh, sadly, this dating app is not, not really a dating app. It's a hookup app. They just get on and they, if they want to... Uh, find somebody that they can share a bed with, they get on this app, they swipe right, they find somebody, and sometimes expectations are laid out plain and simple. Hey, I'm not looking for anything serious at all, I just want to have somebody to to have sex with. Just come out, openly say it. And sadly, the answer is, all right, what time, where? And that is sometimes what the expectations are when we talk about dating. We have a lot of different expectations when it comes to dating. When you swipe right on a girl, or if you swipe right on a guy on that dating app, what are you actually telling that person? When you say that you want to go on a date with somebody, what are the expectations that if you ask a girl on the date, what do you think the girl is expecting is going to happen on that date or after that date? What are the expectations that you have? And I'm not just talking about things like, should I pay for it since I'm the man? Should I open the door for her? I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about full, full other things. In today's world, TV shows and social media would have us believe that no matter what, if there is a couple, they are having sex and that that's normal. Our culture has changed the norm And they've changed the expectations of our young people. In this scripture, Colossians 3, he talks about marriage here. Husbands and wives, and he talks about children. And this principle that that we can definitely apply to our dating relationships. In verse 17, Colossians 3, 17, it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And skip down to verse 23, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. As working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaired or will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. Whatever we do, we are to work with it with all of our heart. We're not working and trying to serve human masters. We're not doing it for anything other than finding ways to serve God. And this can be applied to our dating relationships. Dating relationships are not just for fun. There's no real reason to worry about anything when you're dating someone because we're just having fun. Maybe this person, he might not be the best guy. He might not, she might not be the best girl in the world, but she's fun to hang out with. We like the same things. We like the same music, sports, concerts together. It's fun to have somebody that you can always depend on to go with you to these activities. But dating isn't just finding someone who enjoys the same things you do. 
I know people who have started dating someone like that. Sure, they're fun. They like the same things. He's not a Christian. She's not a Christian. Yeah, she'll drink every now and then, but most of the time she's sober. She smokes weed every now and then, but I mean, really, she's a pretty good person. I mean, we like the same kind of stuff. One thing that we know about humans is that humans tend to grow to love the people that they surround themselves with. The people that you surround yourself with, those are the people that you're going to love deeper than anybody else. And the same is true with our dating relationships. If you're spending a lot of time with people, even if it's just people that you're looking for something fun to do, someone fun to hang out with, you can still completely and totally fall in love with those people. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul talks about this situation. He says a great resource when we talk about our relationships and our marriages, he says that it's understood that it's not good for man to have sex with a woman and vice versa. If sex is happening, it should only be with your spouse and nobody else. And in verse 6, he even gives some more insight, and he says, it's actually good to stay unmarried. Why would it be better for someone to not be married? And Paul tells us why. Do you think it would have been possible for Paul to do what he did if he was married and had children? Do you think he'd be able to just pack up everything and just, hey, we're going to go to... Uh, we're going to go to Rome today, um, and we're going to teach them about Jesus. And I, my life may be in danger. Your life may be in danger. Our kids' lives may be in danger. But we're going to go do that. And do you think Paul would have been able to do that if he was married? Do you think Paul would have been as good of a minister if he were married? Do you think he would have as much time to devote to the things that he was doing if he was married and had kids? It's hard for me to just pack up a, a diaper bag and take my two kids to watch a ball game for a couple hours without them screaming and yelling at me because they want something from this concession stand. I'm trying to imagine going on a trip longer than three hours where I'm able to not lose my mind and my sanity. Paul would not have been able to be as effective as he was if he was in a relationship with someone, and he chose not to be married. And the truth is, I probably wouldn't be the Christian that I am today if it wasn't for my wife. And that's the difference here. When you're trying to find someone to date, look for someone who is a Christian, someone who's going to bring you to God. I might get emotional about this because I had a really great friend growing up. Uh, I'm not going to get into any names or anything, but uh, he was in my church youth group. He was homeschooled. Uh, one of my absolute best friends. Um, he had just graduated high school, or he was about to graduate high school, and uh, this girl started coming to our church. The sole purpose of her coming to our church wasn't anything to do with spiritual things. She, she liked this guy. And uh, sure enough, she's a really pretty woman, uh, and they got into a relationship, and I kind of talked to Jake about it. He, he asked me about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to say a name, but I talked about it a little bit with him. And uh, he just said, she's just a lot of fun. I like to hang out. We, we like the same things, like the same music, like the same stuff. 
It's fun to hang out. It's fun to have somebody to do things with. You know, whenever you're busy and I'm not able to get you to do something, I can just get her and we can go to a movie or we can go get dinner or, you know, go bowling or something. And, and sure enough, uh, about a month or so later, they started dating. And uh, she kept going to church with him and uh, you never saw anything different with her life. She lived the same lifestyle as she always did. She had a bit of a reputation. Uh, she did the same things that she always did. And it came to a point after about six months, uh, I heard him actually tell her that he loves her. And I thought, this is some, like, I thought this was just a, I'm just finding somebody to hang out with. We're just kind of dating and stuff. I didn't know that this was like an exclusive boyfriend, girlfriend relationship and we're dating and we're talking about marriage and we're talking about stuff and so when I heard him say that he loved I, I had to I had to have a conversation with him and it was a tough conversation uh, one that basically uh, really hurt our friendship but I told him I just don't know if this is the right girl for you the things that she does the way that she acts the language that she uses I, I've my friend I, I've just I've never heard you say the things that you've said to me until you started dating her. Never heard that kind of language come out of your mouth. Coming to find out, I wasn't the only person telling him this. His best friend from birth told him the same thing. His mom and dad told him the same thing. And about six months later, hadn't really talked to him. But I got an invitation to his wedding. They got married. Had a couple kids. Came home one day from work. And she had invited another couple into their house. And she said she wanted to share the same bed with this, with this other couple. My friend was destroyed. Heartbroken. She said, I've already arranged having, I've already had, I've got, I've got babysitters, everything's taken care of, this is what we're going to do. And he said, are you kidding, like what in the world is going on here? And she said, we've talked about this, you, you seem like you were okay with this. And he said, of course I'm not okay with this. A few months later, my friend left an alcoholic, an addict, an unbeliever, and a single dad to two kids. That relationship started out as just, they just wanted to have fun. They were just hanging out. They were just doing things together. But he fell for her. He knew what kind of person she was. If you're going to date someone, or if you're going to consider dating someone, date them for the purpose of getting married. If you're not wanting to marry the person that you're dating, you don't need to be dating that person. If you're just wanting somebody to have sex with, you're not dating for the right reason. If you're just wanting someone to just have fun with or do something with, you're not dating for the right reason. Because the person that you are dating can have everlasting consequences. When I think about this, I think about my sister. My sister was in eighth grade. Eighth grade when she started dating her husband. 
So when we talk about little 7th, 8th grade little relationships, oh, they're so cute, and they're, they're worried about whether or not they should hold hands during a ball game. Well, my sister married her middle school sweetheart, her high school sweetheart. April was in 11th grade when me and her started dating. And here we are, we're married and we have two kids. High school, junior high, college, any age, no matter what age you are, dating leads to marriage. You will marry someone that you are dating. It's going to happen. So you must ask yourself this question. Is the person that I'm dating bringing me closer to God? And if the answer is no, then you need to have a conversation with that person. And sometimes that relationship needs to end. It's better that you never be married than be in a relationship that doesn't serve God. There's times when we get distracted by those of the opposite sex, and we must stay focused on God and know we will not know what love is until we know how much we love God. And once we understand how much God loves us, we'll begin to know how to love others. And once we begin desiring God and growing closer to God, the result is always beneficial to the couple that are dating or the couple that are married. I saw something online while I was preparing for this. I don't know how many books and things that I looked into and read about and read into and saw and articles that I read, but this is a really cool thing that I saw that kind of stood out to me. Uh, we have a, a triangle here. Uh, there's a husband and a wife at the bottom. God is at the top. And if you can't read that, that says, as you grow closer to God. So as you grow closer to God, you can kind of, there we go. The husband and wife grows closer to each other. And the closer to God you get, the closer the couple gets to each other. If you want to remain at the very bottom like that first one, then just stay as far away from God. Don't let him be the focus of your relationship. And you'll never be close to your husband or wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend. When you are serving God and you're doing the things that God wants you to do, and as you grow closer to him, you will grow closer to your spirit. It's kind of the way that God created things. That's the way that the world works because of the way he made it work. And I love this example here because it kind of puts it into a perspective where you can see it in a visual way. The closer you get to God, the closer you grow to each other. And as your relationship focuses on God, and as a couple does their best to serve others, you will grow closer to each other. I'm going to close out with just 2 Timothy 2, verse 22. It says, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Your focus isn't on sex. Your focus isn't on love or feelings or, or whether or not your needs are being met. Your focus is on God. And if it's not, in any, if it's not, then it needs to change. This morning, if your focus is on anything else, if you've been serving two masters, if your life is being lived for anyone or anything else, 
we're here to help you make that change. Maybe you haven't become a Christian at all. Maybe you're hearing this and you're thinking, I need to serve God. I need to change my focus to God. We have a baptistry right here that we can baptize you in immediately, as soon as you'd like. If you have any need at all, please come forward as we stand and sing.